Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Secrets of the Sire. We talk comics, movies, TV, pop culture, all the good stuff you love to talk about every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc. I'm your host, Michael Dolce. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Hassan Godwin. And tonight we're actually joined by an intern-to-be, Trista, who was kind enough to rejoin us after we conducted her interview uh, a little over an hour ago. So, you know, <laughs> she made it back. She's like, right well, I, you know, you didn't have to come back. You know, the actual, you know. I know. She's, the actual, that's exactly what she's thinking. The I, actual, I didn't actually have to come back. Yeah. I did this to myself. This is true, actually. <laughs> and, and she's paying the price for it. There's, there's no question. So, uh, but we, we, we enjoy having you on, uh, on, our, on, on our show. Yes. It's not really on our show. She's like to the side of our show. Say hello. Hi, how are you? Now she's on the show. All right. Now she's officially Done. on the show. This is good. Okay, good. Um, yeah, so we got a great show. We're, we're going to be talking about a whole mess of things. Um, first things first, I actually relaunched my website, MikeBooks.com. Oh. That's what this whole show is oh, about. It's about you. Self-promotion. It's all about yourself. you got to love that. <laughs> uh, we've got Funnier Dies, Alex Berg. He was in the uh, Gay of Thrones sketches. Um, he's done a whole bunch of stuff with um, – he's, he's on a podcast. He gets paid for it. It's really exciting. Um, you know, we got Sam Leibowitz back from vacation. Oh, man. We've got everything. <laughs> uh, but we're going to start tonight with, uh, we've got all this upbeat stuff, but we're going to start with uh, Wonder Woman Already in Trouble. So a comicbook.com article uh, that we were talking about has right. a Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman's not, already in trouble. It may not Who's get a Who's saying that Wonder Woman's already in trouble? Well, so there's not much that DC Comics Wonder Woman and Marvel's Hulk have in common. Um, one of them may be that they only get one you know, self-contained story. Really? Although Hulk, I guess, technically has They haven't two. even allowed it to come out yet. Are they, well, are they saying it's going to be that bad? It's not going to get Many own? fans have assumed that more Wonder Woman movies would follow um, after the events that take place in Justice League, similar to how Marvel Studios told Captain America, uh, you know, Captain America's Wonder, you know, World War II origin, then featured him in the Avengers, then followed his further adventures. But mm. it turns out they may not be the case. During the Warner Brothers panel at WonderCon last week, DC Films head and Wonder Woman screenwriter Jeff Johns was asked about possible sequels to Wonder Woman. John simply replied, I can't confirm that. Now, well, we've got two things right, right off the bat, right? We've got, A, he can't confirm it because they're in, the, they're in talks yeah. and they're working. However, any time you sign on for a movie, which is what Gail Godot did, mm -hmm. uh, you get three films. So mm -hmm. actors are already con you know, contractually bound for three films. Right. So, Perhaps. So that, per that right off the bat, unless they're counting her Batman v Superman and her Justice League as the three. Right. You know, means they but, have her under contract. But they didn't ask Gal Gadot. And we also they didn't do any research to find out. If no, we didn't do anything. You know, that's, so that's you know, your, Trista, our, that's, our intern to be at some point. Welcome. And, uh, <laughs> and Darius. See, I, no, Darielis. Yeah, I knew I was going to mess that up. I knew I, I can't help it. Darius sounds like Gladiator, and I like that. So kind of fits into the, into the, into the canon of what I'm we not, do I'm here. I'm not helping you now. When do you help me? When do you ever why, help me? Why start now is what I'm saying. Exactly, exactly. Um, but you, you're talking to Jeff Johns. You're talking about Jeff Johns. They, yes. they asked Jeff Johns. So maybe Jeff Johns wasn't, wasn't contracted for three films. No, Jeff Johns we, is in charge of like all of that stuff. He's not going anywhere. doesn't mean that they contracted him to write three films. Or maybe he's, if he's in charge of the whole thing and he knows, he's just being mum about it. And you can't say no. There's never going to be any right. more movies because then you'll everyone will jump to conclusions. I'm going to sit there and say you're 100 percent right, right. I think you are 100 percent right. Right? It's just one of those contractually bound things can't go. Yes. On. However, 
we know, because we are, we are industry insiders, that the Wonder Woman movie already has challenges. Right. Uh, we already know that the, the test screenings are not doing well. So, again, if you'd like to catch up on previous episodes, go to SoundCloud.com slash Secrets of the Sire. Go to TalkRadio.nyc. Go to Facebook.com slash Secrets of the Sire. Go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. Go to our Patreon page. That is a masterful segue. That's not bad, right? Well done. We're trying well to done. get paid for this. Come I'm on. I'm so proud of you. Um, but, yeah, no, we, I mean, we know, that we, we know that Wonder Woman has had problems, so it's it's... It just goes to show that uh, when Jeff Johns does not immediately give, even like one of those like, well, I can't say anything, but we'll see how it goes. Or, you know, it was just I can't confirm it. And that was it. It was it was a blanket. Well, that's, yeah, but that's nice and simple. I can't confirm it. I can't. That doesn't mean no. How come everyone's assuming that means no? I think it's assumed. I think the assumption is that this movie's not going to be very good. And, and there's going to be trouble Why would he, if he was in charge of the entire thing, right, mm -hmm. and has got his future tied into it, why would he indicate in any way that it's not going to go good? Why would he? Why would he tip his hand? But he did tip his hand. Way. That's my point. No, but if he was a company guy and he, he knew, did. and he knew that this is not going to work well, you're assuming he did. He would. He would basically uh, say, "No, no, no." You said at the beginning of this, like we're really excited about. This. At the beginning of this segment, you said there are two ways to look at it. You're choosing to look at it the other way. Like if there are two ways, and yeah. he could have meant it the other way. But like it's like it's kind of like where you know when you give criticism to somebody you kind of like you do a compliment sandwich and you kind of say like you know your work is really great and it's really exciting and this is really good and then you kind of go like it's called a compliment you know, sandwich but this is yeah that's exactly I've what been it eating is. those for quite a while <laughs> that's pretty good though fact. right well yeah, you know now that I know what they are it, it lessens it lessens the blow it lessens the blow it's not he but, but my know point us. my point being is that he's not even giving a compliment okay. sandwich up there he's not even sitting there going like we're really excited Gail's work was really tremendous it was. I can't. I don't know. It. He just. It just. I mean, he didn't really say anything. It just seems. It seems a defeatist. To, seems to, fishy to me. Really fishy. fishy. Okay. Uh, All right. right no, then. that would have made a much better Aquaman pun. Uh, uh. <laughs> We're not gonna. Boom! <laughs> Dan T. Lawson <laughs> joining us on the Periscope feed. You can join us on Periscope as well. It's uh, Periscope. Go uh, at Michael yeah. underscore Dolce. See, there's the Michael. Yes. But I like Mike. See, it's very weird. It's very weird. I like my name, Michael, this in is, print. This is only weird to you. Well, because it's me. I mean, it's, yeah. I'm very narcissistic. I'm, I'm, I'm obsessed with, with you know, how my name looks in public. I understand. Versus I've, what I'm called. I've been with you for a little while. I know, <laughs> I know what's going on. It's been longer than a little while. All right, let's, let's be honest here. You know, I know you just joined up uh, you know, at this monkey house a little, uh, a little uh, while ago. But, you know, it's been a while. But All right, so the Wonder Woman talk kind of got me thinking, right? And so, you know, we... we this is always we're, where it gets we're, bad. Well, no, it's very... <laughs> yes, that's never a good thing. Um... Oh, you know what? I, Jersey Jedi just signed on. We totally forgot to do the uh, exclusive the Patreon. Room. Yeah, yeah, because my, we were busy. My bad, we Jersey Jedi. My bad. I had a I had an excruciating afternoon, so I was. I was well, happy this is good. This is good. Room. See, I, I blame Trista. I blame Trista. I, you know? I do too. Yeah, I yes, blame her. She, that's what she's she disrupted. Here for. She disrupted everything by by coming here for an interview. Thanks a lot. Leaving and then coming back. Yeah. Thanks for ruining everything. Actually, no. I won't. We won't blame her. <laughs> we'll blame Adam uh, Jeffrey Weinberg for not having a show on before us. Disrupting yeah, everything. Adam. I mean, he had a show, but it was a replay. And he made us blame our intern. What a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to deal with that guy when we see him again. Internet in the 90s. <laughs> what do you think? No. <laughs> I don't think about it at all. All right. So <laughs> it, it, it made me think, and this is also on the heels of Joss Whedon has been announced. Mm. Uh, well, okay. It hasn't been announced, but it was on Variety, right? So I'm going right. to take that as... I'm going to take that as... There's a th 
Yeah, this is a speculatory, but it's an almost confirmed rumor. Right. It, it's not rumor. like some no-name website that's just like you know coming up with clickbait headlines. I mean, Variety is, don't get me wrong, but they're not no-name. <laughs> they're coming up with clickbait, clickbait headlines, but they have these exclusives that say, Joss Whedon to direct first-ever Batgirl film, right. the Avengers director to move from Marvel to DC as writer, director, and producer. Um, it'll feature characters from the world of Gotham, mm-hmm. which my, on my first read, I was like, oh, they're merging the Gotham TV series. No, no they're no. not. They're just the world... Nicely done. Okay. Nicely done. Wait, can we do something? Can yeah, we, we can, can do whatever we want. Okay. I want to make a prediction. Sure to go wrong? Huh? Sure to go wrong? No. Okay. No, it's going to be perfect. Okay. Here's exactly what's going to happen. Josh Whedon's going to do this movie, Batgirl. Uh-huh. Dint of it being a completely, it, it being Josh Whedon, who is a veteran of this, the genre or whatever, it's going to be a huge hit. All by... All, all because of him doing it alone. Okay. Regardless, before we have anybody who's in so it, you're saying no one's going to interfere. Subject matter. No one's going to interfere. No, it's it's. I'm just None saying. None of those prickly fingers. I'm that predicting have, that have messed up. No. Okay. I'm predicting. It doesn't matter. It okay. doesn't matter who touches it, who comes in, recuts it, mm-hmm. whoever. I'm telling you, it's going to be a giant hit. Okay. And there, because of it, there. That's going to be the swan song of uh, Zack Schneider. He's going to be out. I think he's going to be out no matter what. I'm saying this is gonna this is gonna hasten it. So what you're basically this making a prediction it, that has yes. already come true, huh? And claiming that it's going to come true. No, because that's, because Batgirl is not out and it's not I a predict hit. that in Batgirl three and a half years yet. we're gonna have a presidential election, <clears throat> and someone will either be re uh, you know elected or someone new will take over. Are you gonna go with that? Oh, that's, that's that's my, that was my go-to analogy. That's deep, man. That was pretty good, right? That's a, you're talking a co- total regime. I change. can see the future. Right. Prediction sure to go right. Right, four this years, guy, in three years, three and a half, three and a half years. Yeah, there will be an election. Wow. Well, I guess it'll be even less than that, right? Three yeah. Years. So my prediction was already wrong. Yeah. Very incorrect. That's kind of what I was saying. Anyway, right. we have a co- well. All that's right. what's going to happen. Okay. He's going to be out, and they're going to hand the entire universe over to Joss Whedon. Okay, we have a caller on line one. Mr. James Massia, uh, a frequent collaborator of mine, actually. He's got a Kickstarter going on right now. Fixed. It's called The Antichrist. He's already a friend of yours. But he's a big DC guy. And he, That's how and he, he hates... got through the, all the calls. Well, right? this is true, actually. That's how he this got through true. the forest of calls. Well, right. Patrick, our actual intern, is screening the calls. Yes. And, and yes, he had no idea. And he's, he's like, doing a bang-up job. He's like, you sold. <laughs> James, you there? How's it going? I'm fine, Mike. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So Hassan's prediction sure to go wrong. Batgirl will be a huge smash hit, and Zack Snyder will be on his way out. I say Zack Snyder's on his way out anyway. I say Joss Whedon in, Zack Snyder out. You say Joss Whedon to take over like mm-hmm. the helm of Yeah, everything. if you had listened to my prediction. That's I what don't you listen would've... to you. I know. Uh, I know. James, what do, you, what do you think? The state of the DC uh, universe. I, know. I, I, I have to actually agree with him that no matter how bad the Batgirl movie is, it'll probably be a hit just because Joss Whedon's name now, is Now, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. This is what we have to decide right now, though. I what win. qualifies as a hit? <laughs> what, we're, I mean, because theoretically speaking, Hashtag Suicide Squad was a, was a hit, right? Cause it, yeah, it, it's it, an it, Academy it's a horrible movie, but... Right. We're, we're trying to get... To, we're not going to talk about Money Island here. We're not <laughs> talking about the, the boat to Money Island. Trista, this is her first uh, experience in the studio. We had this whole analogy of Money Island that all the studios want to get oh, on the Trista boat. Trista wants to go get to Money Island. Well, we all want to go to Money Island. Right? That's, that's where, we don't even have to ask her. About. She's a finance major, so fact, she's, she's like chartering her own boat to Money Island. she said she didn't want to go, we'd have to question her sanity, pretty much. I don't know if you question it, but... No, so, yeah, so I, I'm talking about the quality of the film... Uh, because that's that's the unless you're Nevin Frederick. Nevin Frederick, by the way, is, is a friend of mine, but he has the counter point of view. He loved Batman vs Superman. He loved um, Suicide Squad. He thinks all the DC movies are great. Yeah, but we're not going to talk to him, right? I like his counter point of view. 
We don't need to talk about it. We well, I personally don't think that even if Joss Whedon got his hands on Batgirl, I mean, it's not confirmed yet. We know that. Right, right. But, but is, um, we just talk for no reason. <laughs> right. That's <laughs> <laughs> what we do. But um, even if he gets on it, I, I don't think that the um, executives will be able to keep their hands off of it. I agree with that. See, and that's exactly what so, I'm saying. The so the, if that's and I, that's feed, part of the problem the with... With the DC Universe, I think, is that it's too much of, you know, Warner Brothers trying to control it rather than just letting the creators do what they want to do with it. And supposedly DC is supposed to be the home for that, but it's very obvious, and this is to all fairness to Zack Snyder, I don't think he intended to make the Justice League movie in Batman versus Superman, I think he intended to make Batman versus Superman. I think he intended to make. I don't think he intended to make Batman versus Superman. You don't think that at either. At that point, yeah. yeah, I think he wanted to make another Superman movie, a yeah. Man of Steel yes. movie, and then whatever the Batman movie, someone else would come along and make a Batman movie, and then they would have you would have Batman versus Superman, sure. which would lead into Justice League. All right, which is what they which is what they should have done. Right, <laughs> the should haves, <laughs> the, should, the should haves. There's a lot of should haves yeah. in this world. Was, uh, as we know, they spectacularly see, did not. Do had it that they way. had they done, a, a, you know, <laughs> all right, James, stay on the line. We're going to go to commercial. When we come back, we're going to talk about another DC movie sure to go wrong, which is the supposed Nightwing movie directed so by. By the Lego Movie Batman director when we come back. Okay. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And, and welcome, welcome to, to 21st, 21st Century Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun for you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business and your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21st CE Radio or Talk Alternative. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Give me a vote, Bobby. What do you think? Steel or Nick Fury? I'm going... I, I love Steel growing up. And, right. and, and I haven't seen it in almost like 15 years. But, you know, things were limited in the 90s. We didn't have many superhero movies to turn to. James Quarandango said, this is like asking which eye you want poked at. <laughs> Secrets of the Sire. Secrets of the Sire. We do this every week. We talk comics, movies, TV, pop culture, all the fun stuff. Want to give shots out to our beloved patrons. Beloved patrons. You go to our Patreon page. You can actually go to MichaelDolce.com. Again, once again, the Michael. See, I didn't get the Mike Dolce domain, and now there's like a huge like dietitian who's like really super buff, and he's an MMA fighter by the name of Mike Dolce, and he kind of owns the rights to all that. So, um, 
So yeah, so, I'm kind of stuck with like you missed out, man. I know. You I really, moved, I, you moved away. I really should have thought. I, to go back slow. in time to get to Money Island. Yes, um, we we. I well, if we reserved, could go back on time, we'd be living on Money Island. <laughs> yes, but I I would have reserved like like any domain name, every domain name. You know, just Absolutely. like a thousand bucks and just buy like NewYorkYankees.com, NYYankees.com. They could have just paid me. Uh, yeah. yeah. Who'd have thought? Well, we'll get uh, that time machine done. Our we'll beloved patrons, dedicated fan, Omar Morales, Einar Peterson, Matt Byer, John Hoff III, Ashley, hi, hi. Our program director, Stephanie Dolce, our executive producer, Steve Hovecki and Brian Phillips, our Uber fan, Christina Dolce. Um, if you want your name, shout it out on the interwebs. Go to michaeldolce.com or patreon.com slash secrets of the sire, S-I-R-E. It'll take you right there. You can be a part of the show. You can get our sh- exclusive show outline, which did go out. Uh, and you can usually get access to the green room if the if intern-to-be did yes. not disrupt everything mm-hmm. yes. here and prevent us right. from actually right. going live with the green room. She ruined everything. Jersey Jedi, who's on Periscope right now, we apologize. We will not refund your $5 a month, but <laughs> we'll do better next time. <laughs> actually, I can't even guarantee we'll do better next time. No. We will probably do worse. <laughs> You're not going to get your money back, and the quality <laughs> is not going to improve. No, right, exactly. In fact, it might actually <laughs> yeah, go down. It might go down. It actually might go down. <laughs> on purpose. Yeah, so support the show, guys. Yeah, <laughs> go out there. That's what we like to hear. All right, so James Massia, uh, you are a, a collaborator of mine. You're a graphic novelist, a uh, graphic novel writer. Um, so you, you have a good wor- you know, inkling into this world of DC, and it's, and it's really good. We have a new DC film, Sure to Go Wrong. The Joss Whedon one, I think, has the potential, like you said, as long as the sticky fingers of the executives don't intervene and just well. let him make a movie, it will at least be... And then Josh Whedon will complain about it. It'll at least be decent. It'll at least be decent. And, and that's then, and that's all we're hoping for with DC Films. Just now. before it comes just out, Josh decent. will complain that they had their hands all in it. And uh, that is exactly why it's like not going to be good. And it's going to uh, come out and not be good and still make a lot of money. And then he's going to leave. Well, we've got we've got a couple of movies. We've got David Ayer. Ayer? Ayer? I don't think we had the same. What is it, Patrick? It's Ayer? Is it really Ayer? I, I, I got to tell David Ayer. That if you're going to ask him name. and then going to question him once he gives you the answer. I'm not questioning him. I'm actually questioning <laughs> David Ayer. Like, why would you pronounce it You have way? him on for expedience, and then, and then oh, when no, he no, gives no, you no, the no. answer, you still He did the right thing. It. Patrick, the actual intern, did the right thing. Right. I'm not questioning his ability to give me the answer. I'm just questioning David Ayer's actual name. Like, Ayer, that just doesn't I, – uh, I would fix that. I would call it Michael, David Michael. All right. David Hayer and Margot Robbie reteam on I've female DC villains movie. That is a lie. A vicious, <laughs> vicious lie. Um, so we got DC Sirens, right? DC Sirens, or was it Gotham Sirens? Sorry, right. Gotham, Gotham City Sirens. I ah, forget it. Well done. Show's over. We're done. Yeah, well done. Should just wrap well it up. Done. James was good. Call, good talking to you. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> James is like, I haven't said a word. I've said okay right before we went to commercial. This is break. the easiest not money I've ever made. <laughs> yes. So, what do we think about that? Do we think that a, a all female Gotham? Uh, Sirens team, Gotham City Sirens team, is going to be a good movie, or is it going to just fall into the wayside like Suicide Squad? I I, I don't have high hopes for that one, See, not at all. That's exactly. This is why we have James on because he's got this like dour voice too. So it's like <laughs> it really works. Like it really works. Because like, he's seen like, all these movies. He's like, well, no, but but he also has the voice to match. He's like if he had like yeah, a high pitch, the, if he had my voice, I'd be like, I don't think it's going to work. No, it's not <laughs> going to work. The two conjoining no. uh, cinematic universes of his favorite comic book companies have been grinding James, him to the ground. James since has they that depleted, broken by the world voice right now. It actually works really well, as opposed to our college. Uh, 
student who has not been broken by the world yet. So she's she's like still like hyper and, and excited about everything. She's excited about working here, so that's even that's even that's even stranger. Um, but Warner Brothers is plotting a live action Nightwing movie with Lego Batman movie director Chris uh, not Chris Chris McKay. Um, what do we think, James? So now for that one, I have to say that you know the Lego Batman movie is probably the best DC superhero movie to come out in like the last decade. So this is very true. No. You don't think it's the Wait, best what, DC ba- in the last best decade? DC movie, best DC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. D- in DC the last movie. decade. Sorry, now remember, it's 2017. So when did um? No, but you. When did dark? When did the Dark Knight come out? Um, I don't know. Okay, uh, Patrick so we'll 2009, 2009 2008. Decade, That'd be 2008. Yeah, 2008. Yeah, I would say 2000. So yeah, we're within the 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 decade then. Yeah. So, so so I would so, say the so Dark then Knight, we'll just say this decade then. Yes, this dec- this decade I would say yes, I agree with you. I think it's D- no, Lego we're Batman. in the decade. Right, exactly. Right, this decade best DC since movie twenty ten. So it's would better be the than of the decade. since twenty ten. Since twenty ten. Yes, since twenty ten. Okay, because now Dark Knight Rises came out in twenty twelve. But what and I'm I will is, definitely say that Batman uh, Lego Batman was better than that movie. What I'm saying is, The mm-hmm. Dark Knight was not ten years ago yet, so there's, we're no, still not right. a decade away from. The no, Dark right, Knight. but that's why we're saying we're saying just the 2010s. That's why. I, that's why I amended it to say this decade. Okay. All Which right. It would be so 2010, 2010 to now. 2020. Got gotcha. you. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair that's enough. that's the delineation. Yeah. That's the delineation. So. Yeah. All right. So that's sure to go. Wait, that's no, the, so. So I, wait. So Lego Batman, the best. This has been an absolute movie. disaster. James, plug your Kickstarter. Oh, uh, plug my Kickstarter? Yes. Okay. Um, I have my Kickstarter, uh, Antichrist, um, a graphic novel. Um, it's already gotten 35% after only uh, two days on uh, Kickstarter, nice. and it's uh, going great. need everybody to come on out and uh, pledge and share that campaign up the wazoo. All right. You keep doing what you're doing. We appreciate you being on the show. Um, this is a call-in show, so please call in 877-480-4120. Um, and really appreciate the calls in. Talking about DC movies, sure to go wrong. Um, we definitely think, we think Joss Whedon's got a shot, though, right? I mean, and we want to hear, we've got people live streaming as well, too. So definitely, you know, hit us up on the Facebook page as well. If you think that uh, there's a DC movie sure to go right. I mean, <coughs> go ahead. Well, the go thing ahead. with Nightwing. <laughs> The thing Wait, that you're what talking still about doing on Nightwing, the, What is he still doing on the show? I just told him, I told him, plug his Kickstarter. Get him out of here. What are you doing? Oh, good God. No, James, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, the thing about the Nightwing, though, is that I had heard that it was supposed to be a television show. Now, um, you, that was like over a year in, ago. Yeah, you're not pulling in Lego movie Batman director to do a television show. Like, I think you're... I no, think no, 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 I know that. But, I mean, but this now. was like over a year ago that they were talking about doing like a... It was going to be called like Nightwing and the Titans or something like that. And they apparently dropped that entire... Uh, idea, and I guess they moved it over to a movie. This is the first time you've been hearing about a Nightwing movie Legends I heard about it today from you. Legends of Tomorrow was just doing way too good, so they decided to kind of can the other idea, right? They yeah. didn't want to they, <laughs> they right. steal from Legends of Tomorrow's Thunder. Well, That's does? what happened, right? Who does? <laughs> All right, James, good luck with the Kickstarter. I know it's doing really well. Um, I will see you in the convention circuit as well, too. We'll be doing Wizard World Philly in June, and we'll be doing New York Comic Con in October. Uh, when we come back, 
Uh, we are going to welcome Alex Berg on the show. It's going to be uh, he's from Funny or Die. He's been doing a whole bunch of stuff. He's a comedian actor. Uh, we're going to we're going to we're going to brace him with a couple of questions. And he's got a couple he's got a couple topics he wants to talk as well too when we come back. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. If you have an interest in marijuana, you want to know about marijuana, law, policy, and culture, then feel free to join me, Joseph A. Bondi, every Friday at 11 o'clock in the morning on my show, In the Know 420 on TalkingAlternative.com. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Rob and Callie Show Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. You ever seen like the old men at the Starbucks? Like they have their little like. I don't go to Starbucks. Oh, I do. I'm, I work at Starbucks. A man. It's fantastic. And uh, <laughs> they just have these old men club, and they just sit around and talk about the good old days. That's why I don't go into Starbucks. <laughs> it's a creepy sausage fest <laughs> on on caffeine. <laughs> Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every week, talkradio.nyc. This is shaping up to be one of the worst shows we've ever done. It's, it's very exciting. And uh, if, if you notice, well, though, we have this fantastic... Uh, it's all subjective, but now that you've said it, it's all true. Now. I'm trying to really... I'm, yeah, I'm, well, I'm trying. I mean, I'm you really know, trying hard to, uh, to, to, to... There are people who could suspect, hey, this is not a great show of theirs. <laughs> but now that you've said it, it's, it's true now. So I've, I've basically planted yes. the seeds. So yes. I want to welcome our guest, Alex Berg. Alex, you are on the worst show we've ever done. How's it going? Oh, I'm, I'm so excited to be among my peers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Alex is an improviser, an actor, a comedian, and uh, you're currently doing uh, Earwolf's uh, premium content label. Talk to us about your podcast really quick, and then we'll, we'll dive into the fun stuff. Uh, sure. So there's two. Um, there's one that's currently on um, Howl, and then there's another that's coming out shortly. Uh, the one that's on Howl is uh, Hardcore Game of Thrones which is an 18-hour military history of Westeros done in the style of Dan Carlin's hardcore history. Whoa. So, you know, it's niche. Nice. Uh, and then the, uh, the one coming out is Braids, which is uh, meant to be like a trippy audio science documentary podcast. Um, and so that's we're hoping that'll come out in uh, May or June. 
So the idea, because you're you're a comedian and and, and you would kind of get this, is that we were. I was going to actually just call you by the wrong name this entire interview and just see what happens the entire time. So what do you think about that, that idea? If we were just we're just going to go with it, I'm just going to call you like Alice or Aiden the entire time. Oh, that's fine. I honestly I wouldn't notice that that <laughs> happened to me on a film set one time, and the director I guess was calling me Adam all day, and I, I caught it like after an hour or two. You kept answering to like, it. That's that's what. Yeah. Great. Because <laughs> he'd point to me and say Adam, and it was like that's early. I don't want to get in. I don't really care, you know. Like, and then uh, finally, like the second AD called him out in front of everybody. He's like, whatever, Adam, Alex, get over here. It's like, All right, <laughs> no, nobody likes to look dumb. I mean, we actually. That's why Hassan isn't on camera every week. Uh, it's only my face, so you know. But we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna change that pretty soon. So. A couple things we talked about before before the show too. Um, convince me why Legion is a good show. I, I I I got into it and then I just I hit this wall around episode four or five and I just have no desire to keep watching. Nice. Oh man, stick with it. It's so good. It's so good. What but makes honestly, it so good though? A lot of people keep saying it's, it's so good, but what makes it so good? Watch, it's, uh, it's watch. Visually... Your response is going to be, I can't really describe why it's good. <laughs> it's just really no, good. I'll tell you exactly why it's good. It's, it's good because, one, it's, like, such a great portrayal of, like, mental illness on TV. Like, it's so much better than, like, the normal, like, mental illness stuff you see in uh, mass normal, media. Yes. He went deep on it. That's, <laughs> that's, that's phenomenal. I'm very particular Dan, about my mental illness entertainment, so though. I really am, yeah. Anthony. So well, if hey, you... if you want to go retrograde, you can go watch Split, but Legion's there for the rest of us. Uh, and then Dan, Dan, um, Dan Stevens is incredible. He He's playing this insane role where literally nothing, you have no idea what's real and what's not on the entire show. That, um, that's why he, he carries the whole thing and makes you give a shit about it. That's why I got um, off the, the, the merry-go-round um, because it's, I can't figure out what up from down and uh, my time is precious you know i don't <laughs> know how many hours yeah. i'm gonna have left. is it though hassan it is, is. It? it's precious is it i i, I cherish my time <laughs> <laughs> no i loved the first episode and I, I got really into it and then the second episode was kind of cool and, and you're right i think and and what it did for a new show which i liked was by the end of each episode it did want me kind of you know it got me wanting more and then they got stuck inside his head Literally, they were stuck inside his head from episode one. Well, that's the, but that's the problem. They continue. No, no, no. They the actual characters by episode four or five, like they are literally in his head, walking around rooms in his head. Yeah, no. And it just went no. on and on, and I was like, no. oh, I just, I, I'm insane. I don't need to watch other yeah, insane people on yeah. television. No. That's that's the thing. I asked a friend of mine. I was a good, very good friend of mine last week. I said, okay, can you honestly tell me yeah. that this show at the end of the show they're not going to say, oh, this none of this really happened. He's still in the in the mental asylum, and he went well and i'm like yep exactly why i'm not watching this is it. a spoiler free now zone. with all due respect your friend's a moron here's why <laughs> you should watch the show because most of the time when you watch a tv show or a movie and there's like this conceit of like well it could be real but it might not be it's <laughs> normally it the too. director or the writer trying to prove to you that they're more clever than you and that they've gave you all these clues and you still couldn't figure it out and that's super irritating when that happens. But that's not what Legion is. Legion's just like, hey, it's literally reality is a mental construct, so let's play around with that as much as we can. Like, it's not, they're not trying to trick you. Everybody on the show is just as in the dark as the viewer, which I think is really fantastic. And I, I don't think I've ever seen that before in a, 
It's like the trippy parts of Doctor Who on steroids. To be fair, Hassan is always grumpy, so this this is actually works out pretty good in terms of uh, oh, you're not you're not getting I'm, anything anything I'm grumpy. So anything that naturally invalidates the fact that I like oh, linear no, no, nothing, storytelling. Nothing, nothing invalidates anything. I just you know I'm just I'm just giving him a backdrop. Just Alistair. giving him a backdrop. Just explain it to him. So one of the other things too we kind of talked about like uh, going to the Netflix shows. A uh, lot of lot of bad. I don't want to say negative reviews. I, a lot of mixed reviews for Iron Fist. Yeah, even Sam Leibowitz just gave I the, haven't the even thumb bothered. There. Oh, okay. I, I honestly, I got so burned out after Luke Cage, and like, yeah, Luke, you know, and even the like the first season of Jessica Jones, I thought was great. Um, but like, or Alias, I can't remember what the actual show is called. Yeah, but, it's just, uh, it is Jessica, but it's but based on Alias. The first season of that I thought was great, but you know, like that and Daredevil and like Luke Cage, they feel like somebody is trying to make CSI type procedurals for people my age. And I'm <laughs> not fucking buying it. <laughs> you know, like they all have this kind of like case the week structure and you know, like Jessica Jones was like about something and that was interesting. But even then there were like four or five episodes in a thirteen episode season that felt like bloat, you know, and it felt very boilerplate and very safe, you know? And mm. By the time I got to Luke Cage, I was already kind of weary. And then Luke Cage had moments that were great, but just was really fucking... It was a struggle to get through. And then when even, like, the the normal, like, fanboy hype for Iron Fist ahead of time was like, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> so well, just, I haven't even bothered with it. Yeah, I, I gave up on Luke Cage after three episodes. I will get back into it. At some point, I will... Get back into this. And Legion's on sitting on the DVR. I will get into Legion as well, too, and I will I will give the, the definitive review. Yeah, good luck. Uh, we're going to start a counter Make for it. how many F-bombs you dropped, too, yeah. which is two, very, very good. Oh, so am I not supposed to swear? Oh, no, no, you, I, I could, I could probably can. stop swearing. I'll no, try. You totally you can. Probably, probably. You probably. You totally can. <laughs> <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> just saying. We just we just never had a guest do it. It's, it's actually pretty liberating. Oh, oh, <laughs> it feels great. pretty good on this In end. that case, I will, I will continue to carpet bomb. In that. <laughs> <laughs> So you've been uh, you've pitched uh, TV shows to actual producers. So you, you've you've uh, accomplished way more than any of us in this room. Maybe not Sam. Actually, Sam's been pretty good. He he founded Media Blaster. So no, was, I've become Lord good. of the Radio all on my own. <laughs> so, so. Yes, this is very true. <laughs> okay. So we thought it'd be a fun idea if you if we gave you a campy '70s TV show and you pitch us a modern day concept right now. You game? Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, There's we'll really no choice, actually. Exactly. Sorry. Yeah, but yeah, let's do it. Just throw me into it. Don't give me time to think about it. <laughs> Greatest American hero. Okay, I don't know what the original show is about, but so here's my <laughs> pitch. It's uh, a, an Iraq war vet uh, who's now a stay-at-home dad, uh, and he's realizing that the greatest thing you can do is not to go out and fight, but to come home and love. Oh my God! That's, wow, that's that's very sweet. It's sweet, but it's about sad. a guy who discovers an alien costume and doesn't know how to use that. it. Uh, all right, <laughs> that, wait, wait, what's the original? <laughs> it's about a guy who discovers this, uh, an alien, gives him a a costume, and he it, loses he has, the instruction gives him manual. Superpowers. Yeah, it gives him superpowers. Okay, he loses so the instruction right. manual. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I got it right. Yeah, you nailed it. Okay, great. We were spot all right, on. Give me another one. Let's all right, this one, this one, you'll figure this one easily. Three's company. Okay, Three's Company. So the modern version? Yeah. Uh, it's um, uh, three millennials in Silver Lake who uh, have to convince their landlord that only one of them is actually living there so that they can keep their low rent rate 
on a restored craftsman bungalow just outside of a hip coffee shop at the junction. He's me. He's he's already working on these. Follows them as they struggle through their careers as a flannel designer, (laughs) a a novelty barista, and an artisanal beer reviewer for a local online drinking blog. I know all three of those people. Coming soon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this one's this one's a good one too. So so each of us uh, at the at the studio got to got to pick one here. Uh, Duke's a hazard. Uh, okay, so this one's uh, okay. So this one's about um, uh, a couple of like X Games athletes uh, <laughs> who, who uh, after like kind of washing out of the pro circuit, like not being quite good enough to actually make it. Which is really sad if you can't make the X Country uh, opioid drug runners, <laughs> um, and so it's mostly them ferrying shipments of oxycontin and fentanyl uh, <laughs> across like the Tennessee landscape uh, in a perpetual game of cat and mouse with the local division of the U.S. Marshals. Nice. So I guess it's basically it's basically justified, but with motocross. Yeah, <laughs> that's like exactly like the original, though. Like, yes. come up with something original. Yeah, damn it. come like, on. Jesus, that's... Come on. You're, yeah. you're basically telling us the Dukes ahead of Where was the Confederate flag? Spin a little bit, man. <laughs> you know, reach. Dig a little deeper. <laughs> All right, we're gonna go lost. I mean, in... I just I figured I was so close with Greatest American <laughs> Hero. I to keep on that track. Lost in space. Uh, okay, so this one's about uh, Elon Musk's first like Mars colony lander, um, but they 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 fucked up, uh, and instead <laughs> of doing all the uh, thing, there's number eleven. Instead of doing all the measurements in uh, metric, they did them all in linear, and so they just wildly undershot Mars, uh, and now they're floating around in a kind of no man's land between Earth and Mars. Between Earth and Mars, trying to. <laughs> Yeah, they're not even out in deep space. Keep, <laughs> they're no, they're no, like, no, no, I no, can yeah. see it right over <laughs> it's right there. there. It's like yeah. right there. Yeah. Like, just they still have radio there. contact with Earth, they... so they just have to live in the shame of having fucked up so badly. <laughs> All right, we're going to wrap it up with Gilligan's Island. What do you think? Uh, okay, so uh, this one's about a... Um, uh, this one's about, uh, instead of being like an actual island, it's a metaphorical island. <laughs> and there's lost. A, lost. Um, a bunch of literate people uh, living in the middle of America in like 2030 uh, after the educational system has collapsed <laughs> and literacy has become like a disease that most people shun. Um, and so there's like basically one last book club standing in the middle of what used to be New York City. Um, and they're desperately trying to get everybody around them hooked on phonics. <laughs> and, and in the meantime, their dog is drinking pina coladas and building radios out of <laughs> Well, Alice, that was exciting. It was very, very good. Uh, I'm going to do a bonus one here, though, too, because we have, we have a soon-to-be intern here. And uh, so she, we were talking to her earlier. She loves horror movies. So give us – what's a horror TV show from, like, the 70s or 80s? The Monsters. The, oh, the – Give us a give us a revamp monsters right now. Okay, great. Really so hard. this is uh, this is uh, there's a, like a normal like a Stepford Wives you know Connecticut community think like Westport <laughs> or Greenwich or something like that. <laughs> um, 
and uh, a bunch of people move in who have been uh, bombarded by gamma rays from their time living in an area of depleted ozone. Um, and it's an extended family. So there's uh, Grandpa Third Eye, who has like a little third eye growing out of his left cheek. Um, then there's the uh, dad and mom who have been fused into one being oh with uh, eight limbs and two heads and uh, and every gender you can imagine. Um <laughs> There's, uh, they're super hot, like 21 year old uh, niece who lives with them, who everything's totally normal about her. She's just there to pull in viewers. Uh, and then, of course, there's the kids, uh, Stinky, Winky, and Blinky, uh, each of whom was dipped into a river of toxic sludge, a la Achilles and his famous heel, uh, when they were youngsters. And now they're all basically just growing up with learning disabilities. So I think that's the, that's the show. Alex, tell the uh, tell the audience again where they can find you, and I hope you had fun on the show here. Oh, great! Uh, yeah, uh, you can find me online at actually Berg on Twitter, um, and go to uh, Howl.fm to look for a Hardcore Game of Thrones and Braids coming soon. And uh, oh, actually, you know, I, I got to ask you real quick: How was the Game Ga of Thrones experience too? Oh man, it was so fun. How'd you get was, involved it, in that? that? That show was the most fun to do. I, I got to do uh, two episodes of it. Um, I don't remember what was happening the first episode, but the second episode was the uh, Red Wedding. Oh. And, I mean, that show is just like everybody who works on it is a legit Game of Thrones nerd. Like, they know every character. They know every plot point. The one thing they don't know is any character's names. <laughs> so it's just this, like, never-ending stream of weird nicknames for everybody. Um, but it was super fun. You go down to the funnier Die offices, you watch game of thrones with a bunch of people and then afterwards you get a, a free haircut from a great stylist so, <laughs> you know it's, it's a good deal well uh we're definitely going to check out um the new podcast which i'm getting up here again braids for howl which is awesome so we're gonna definitely uh check that out and uh, alex thank you so much for for coming on it was a good fucking time <laughs> great thanks Thanks for fucking having me. <laughs> You're fucking welcome. When we right. when we come back, we're gonna we're gonna pivot back to some DC stuff, some DC fun, and uh, we're gonna do our spinning the racks. You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. TalkingAlternative.com Now in theaters, Beauty and the Beast is out, and there's big, big controversy with two because of the supposed gay relationship that, that yes. takes place, you know, And I thought the, the real controversy would be about the bestiality. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bestiality is not a problem. Oh, yeah, It's just yeah, homosexuality. Yeah. We don't like that. Like Having that. sex with a giant beast, that's, that's all right. <laughs> Secrets of the Sire. 
to Secrets of the Sire. Uh, I want to thank our guest, Alex Berg, for jumping on. Uh, the, um, <clears throat> I love that uh, last clip to the uh, Beauty and the Beast. Uh, it, it really was one of those spot-on observations, because maybe it was a cartoon. We just never realized that it, she's yeah. dating a yeah, giant I, animal. And it, it, and, it, and she legitimately is. Well, oh yeah, no, it's not yeah, a metaphor. Yeah. And it, also, it's kind of like a like a hostage situation too. There's so many messed yeah, up there's, things. Yeah, there's in a Dis- lot of messed we up. We should in go it. through Disney movies that are just messed up. Like <laughs> I'm sure there are just That's a lot. Like three shows. That is three shows. <laughs> this stuff writes itself. This is fantastic. Uh, but yeah, we want to thank Alex Berg. That was tremendous. Um, really, really great stuff. Uh, we got a caller on line one. There's really like one line, so there's like two. Yeah. Alexa, how's it going? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. Um, I hope the audio quality is okay. I am Wi-Fi calling you guys from Spain. Oh, so. wow. She's doing way better than we are. Way, way better. Jesus. Always. You're in Spain. Yeah. That's really good. Uh, yeah, I was um, I was at SICK. I was at the um, Barcelona Comics Festival. Um, oh, how was it? They, they paid for me to go there, so uh, obviously I did. That's but yeah. <laughs> well, it's not obvious. You could be calling from your basement right now. Yeah. I mean, we have no idea. You're like, I'm in Spain in a four star hotel. I just added that. We're you in Spain be. too. What a coincidence! Right? Exactly. Well, uh, yeah. No. You know, no. You check my Facebook. There's photos. There's yeah, photos yeah. Uh, yeah, we got photos I'm in too. Mallorca. Sufi, social media intern, can she fake photos of Spain? Yeah, she absolutely. So yeah, there's no there's no proof you're actually in Spain. We'll believe you though because you're, you're a nice you're person. In Spain. You're not I believe she's you wanted to comment on the Joss Whedon talk from earlier in the show? Yeah, which unfortunately I missed. I was having crazy audio problems. You were in Spain. Uh, my my laptop yeah, my laptop decided to shit the bed today. Uh, one S. <laughs> we got an S. We need a we need a bell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna count the curses on Oh yeah, wait, are we are we allowed to swear on this show? I we forget. are, but we it's like always, to make we it's like always to make... the next question. <laughs> wait, can we do that? <laughs> Don't worry, we're on like a seven-minute... Right, yeah. Are we all drinking blood tonight? Is that, is that happening? Cause we're I'm, on a seven-minute delay, so it's okay, you know? It's, it's, it, the censors, the FCC... No, we're, we're, yeah, you're we're, allowed to curse. We just like making fun of our guests for doing right, it. Right, because we usually don't, because we're decent human beings. <laughs> um, oh, well, we both know I'm not one of no. those. Well, Come see, there on, you no, go. I've never <laughs> pretended to be... There you go. So we really didn't talk too much... The prediction sure to go wrong was that Joss Whedon... Uh, would yeah, actually make I was, a good I was talking about it, but then Mike just wanted to kind of glaze right over it. So, glazed. yeah. So no, no, no. We, we never glazed really over got to No, no. We it. glazed over Wonder Woman. Uh, we glazed right over Joss Whedon because I was making my prediction. And then you, yeah, you and jumped to a phone call. Well, yeah. Because you hate okay, me. Okay, well, yeah. Let's, let's, do, let's do my prediction on this one. You do um, your phone prediction. Call. <laughs> it's not going to work out well. Joss Whedon, oh. for all the talk of him writing great female characters, does not. I, you know, and that I don't see why well, they would choose, question, like, then. a man to do this when, like, okay, like, let, let's put it this way. Movies. When we see a lot of women directing this. men, like, disproportionately directing men, then it will be okay. But until then, you know, pick a woman. There, there's plenty of great women to choose from for this. So this is, like, actually two different conversations, which I love. I always love getting into the, uh, in, into the, into the second uh, conversation you started with, which is the lack of female directors, which is a great great topic but first i'm going to ask you this do you think that joss whedon gets the credit because he was one of the first to show an empowered I, i'm tapping i know i'm tapping I'm, I'm well getting, that's, I'm that's actually out. that is that is the debate uh buffy is really not empowered uh when you look at it buffy is the least empowered character on that show and the proof is she really kicks the most um, a, though 
No, okay, it, so so you remember when she was 17, she left that one summer to go work a job because everyone was just straight up her ass and she got sick of it. Yeah. And they treated her like a runaway child. She yeah, was yeah. 17, yeah. had died for the world once already and been resurrected. Right. You right. know, it's, so really she's not a runaway kid and she just took it. Everybody kept beating on her and she kept taking it. And the character that we had known up to that point really shouldn't have done that. You know, at some point she should have said, oh, oh, are you the Slayer now? Mm. Great. <laughs> I'm going to go live my life. I'm going to go to Mallorca and hang out in Spain. You can deal with, with all Alexa. this shit if yeah. you all think you're better at being leader than me. But she doesn't do that because she's not really a person. Oh. And then we have to bring up the rape storyline because when Spike oh, rapes her, six, yeah. it's really all about Spike uh, feeling attempted. guilty enough to want a soul. And we focus on Spike's reaction to how bad he feels about raping her and not yes. her reaction at all mm. to how she feels about being raped. Well, so, I mean, is that, that an empowered character? Is that what passes for empowered? A couple things on that. One, Marty Noxon was actually the executive producer that season when uh, Buffy got raped or attempted raped. Which I don't know Almost how we make, I don't know how we make this funny. We're trying. I'm like, thinking, well, he's, he we, says he says he was inside her. Happening. So um, I think they just couldn't show the rape, but it happened. No, I know. But then you have the you have the Marty Noxon was the executive producer. She's a female. And she's female in charge. She's working on lifetimes. Um, oh, just because she's now. female doesn't necessarily. No, no. Mean but that I mean, we're saying that we're correct. we're criticizing Buffy for not being empowered because it was Joss Whedon's baby. But at that, but that particular storyline though is from a female executive producer who was in charge of all the scripts at that point. Well, okay. Here's so basically, you can get are we on, one on woman to say it's now? okay. Now it's okay. Yeah. So all you need is the one Uncle Tom. <laughs> No, that's I knew we were going to go there. Listen, the, the, that that's been my uh, uh, take on it the entire time. That I, it, it's she's a, she's a female character. She's very strong physically, mm -hmm. and that's why she's been been given the label of a strong female character. Right. In in a, I mean, the problem is the field is so empty. It was that it, it was. It still is to 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 a large extent. the The field is so empty that anything that is fairly positive mm -hmm. will will pass as as revolutionary. Sure, but if you if you pay attention to it, it's it's not it's yeah, not we, really that enlightening. I mean, we it's had, not really that advanced. We had Paul Jenkins on the show, and I, and one of the questions I had for him is how come every now, every female in an action movie now has to be like a martial arts expert. Like they're 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 all badass. Because now. that's that's the and that's the trend right now. Yeah, but that's that's the rudimentary understanding that everyone has of strength, and that's why all of them have to. You do realize we went from that. pitching. Well, like it's actually Gilligan's that's actually Island what really to, uh, keeps them from being um, strong female characters. Because what makes the character strong is depth, complexity, humanity. That they have strengths, but they also have weaknesses. Um, you know, things about them that we don't always like. So actually, to paraphrase Boondocks, they ask, you know, why does every black character have to be a positive role model? Mm. And that's actually a very valid point to make, because when we make all the women just hyper-competent, well, they become really, really bland, and they're nobody's favorite character. We don't care about them at all. They're not interesting. On the other hand, though, um, if you make... So I think that, that that's a problem. If any, any character, any female character has a flaw, it's, it's highly criticized as, a, you know, as not being a, 
in sure. modern depiction. Right. You know, so well, they, I mean, well, they usually have very stereotype flaws. You know, wow. they're either just competent enough to justify why they're on the team before probably being kidnapped. <laughs> you know, or they, or you know, oh, I can't have babies and I'm sad about it, which is another great Joss <laughs> Whedon moment. I'm not that sad. Um, <laughs> all right, so let me. We got we got 30 seconds. What do you think would be? Who would you? Who would be your pick for Batgirl? Um, I've actually got a list of five for you. <laughs> Mary Heron. Mary Heron from American Psycho. Okay. She worked with Christian Bale, who's notoriously difficult to work with. Catherine Bigelow, who did Hurt Locker, only Bigelow's woman to ever win an Oscar for Best Director. Yeah. Lynn Ramsey from We Need to Talk About Kevin. Uh, Sally Potter, who did Rage with Steve Buscemi. Mimi Leader, Deep Impact, yeah, or one. Zoe Kazan, Ruby Sparks, which mocks the way men write roles for women. Mm. I actually saw that movie. Was it good? Was it <laughs> yeah, good? a good movie. Was it fucking good? It was fucking Bing. good. Alexa, thank you so much for joining us. Um, you got some stuff going on with your website right now? With the da- was it Danger Glider? Yeah, yeah. www.dangergliders.com. Go check it out. Awesome. Thanks for uh, thanks for popping on and, and discussing some uh, some DC. Um, woes. All right, Hassan. Because we didn't glo- we because we glossed over it. Wonder Woman, good or bad? Uh, I'm thinking it's going to be good. You think it's going to be good? Even yeah, I'm going to give it some got- hope. All right. Is that is that the optimistic side of you? Yes. Do you notice we went from like really like we went from like pitching like you know the greatest American hero, which was completely off and hilarious, to now I feel like very like somber now. Life is complicated. Life is very. It, Life is a complicated. It's like a, a series of ups and downs. Yes. I don't know where it's going to go it's next. It's called depth. She was just talking to you about depth. Can all the uh, you know explosions and like blowing up cigars and slipping on banana peels? <laughs> Who has a blowing up cigar like, like Looney Tunes? Like what is that from? I'm sorry. I'm my my. Uh, no, no, no. Don't you dare apologize. <laughs> the last time I had fun said. was 1976. So they had exploding <laughs> cigars back then. That's when you weren't broken by the world. <laughs> yes, that's that, good. That's no, good. I was I was still broken. All right, we're gonna do this. Uh, we do this every week. We call it spinning the racks. We uh, take a look at some of the Leave news the that alone. go around. I say <laughs> the racks alone. <laughs> Wait, we got to worry about sexual harassment now. Too. We can't we can't be doing it. The racks are supposed to be comic book racks. All right, Marvel wow. says no more major events <laughs> for at least 18 months. After Secret Empire, um, it was... Uh, the comic books. In the, in the comic books. Now, the comic books, for all the people out there, I mean, who are just the movie lovers, I mean, the comics are really the basis for all these movies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with the exception... So they're not going to have a big comic book event. Exactly. For the next 18 months. Good. It's about time, right? Because their books are kind of bad now. They're mostly. all over the place. That's yes. the problem with the books. So they need a, they need a, they need a breather. And they need to consolidate and figure some things out. So, so apparently they did Secret Wars and then they did Civil War and now they have Secret Empire. I don't know what okay. Secret Empire is all about. Neither do I. But I guess it's coming out this week. Yeah, we're gonna find out. We're gonna find we're gonna out. Find it, out. It's right. All right. So uh, Trista, are you gonna come back? Are you actually gonna? No. Right? Yeah. She's she's like no. well she's like I'm hesitating now. <laughs> she's calling the cops right now. <laughs> <laughs> did they surround the building? Yes. <laughs> Well, it's about time they showed up. I mean, really. Well, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I think definitely so. So, uh, Patrick, you're having a. What are you done here, Patrick? You're here. That, that's it. You're done Patrick now. Patrick is leaving. <laughs> He's not interested. He's preparing for what I want. Yeah. He's preparing. So, <laughs> Sam, did you not? So, for all our viewers and listeners out there, there is a, there are actual guidelines for for getting an intern. I just thought we would just get from some free labor, but you know, apparently, um, yeah, apparently you can't just use them. 
and then and then discard Which them. is really upsetting. So one of the things the Department of Labor standards <laughs> suggests upsetting. that the internship experience is a benefit for the intern, first of all, which completely destroys my entire that? notion of having an intern. <laughs> I don't care about what's beneficial for you. I, mean, I want you to do my stuff. Like, that's what I want. Like... Damn, I don't want to pay for it. All right, that's one of the things. The intern does not displace regular employees. So technically, you're going to bump out Patrick, but he's not getting paid either. Yeah, so this works so it's out all fair really, game. really well. It's so that's, that actually works. Uh, but works under close supervision of existing staff, which, again, not for the benefit of the intern. If no. you're working in close supervision of us. But we might get a sandwich out of it. Oh, that's right. Maybe she can get us a sandwich every now and then. <laughs> you know, even better, when it's we not don't, menial. You know what even better, though, <laughs> is if we don't pay her, and then we make her pay for the sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then we'll be like, no, no, you turn your receipts in at the end. Yeah. Yeah. We reimburse you. We reimburse you. We got you a whole, we got that whole reimbursement. By the way, our going. show is moving to Thursdays at yeah. 9 o'clock. <laughs> show up and get reimbursement on that night. <laughs> Only That's that night. Uh, the intern is not necessarily entitled to a job at the conclusion of the internship. I already offered her a job for free. Uh, so I don't know if it's, yes, I don't know if it actually qualifies as a job. Right? It, it, it's work. I mean, it's, it's, as far as we're concerned, work. it'll be a job. Right now, that's <laughs> going to be some work. I'm sure she'll um, have other thoughts about it. But. This one I thought was the best one. This is, again, this is from the Department of Labor Standards of Hiring an Intern. The employer that provides the training derives no immediate advantage from the activities of the intern, and on occasion, its operations may actually impede the employer. Sounds like a great idea. It sounds so, like a great plan for us. Why would you write a law <laughs> suggesting that you're going to do shitty work? Bing! Like, 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 what? Do, what? Because, it, because it's not slavery. It's not wage uh, specific. So, all right. Well, next week, join us next week. Uh, we're going to actually welcome a fellow TalkRadio.NYC host, Kai Cole, is going to join us. We've got Dara Leones Lions. I'm going to say Lions. I'm going to mess up her name. Yep. Dara Lions. She's a su- successful author with an unbelievable uh, backstory of how she became a success. So it's a great tie-in to yeah. Kai Cole. Go watch. Go listen to Kai Society on Thursdays at 11. And it came from the radio. Is coming up next. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And And welcome welcome to to 21st Century Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun. For you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business. And your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21st CE Radio or Talk Alternative. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at TalkingAlternative.com. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. 
Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Rob and Callie Show Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network, 